The year is 2023. PBS Plus has just launched bringing the world's streaming services to 4,387. How can anyone be expected to go through all this content? Fear not, loyal passengers. Captain Joe Shoes and his first mate Mez are here to travel through space and time to bring you the best nuggets pop culture has to offer. Strap in. It's time for the Car Jomez Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 363 of the Car Jomez Podcast. I'm Mez, and my co-host, as always, is... The Sultan of Sellouts, the Nobleman of Not In Stock, Love the it. magistrate of Caravan City. I am Captain Joe Shoes from the Car Jomez podcast. Yeah, you are, buddy. What is going on? Gomez, last week on this program, you and I had a, a very brief conversation. Maybe you remember it, maybe you don't, but I kind of just slipped in there that I had an action figure come out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. I, I remember something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People yeah. may remember slightly. Yeah. I I may have slipped it in. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously, as the herald of humility, it's not like I was <laughs> bragging about it for an hour and a half. <laughs> Never. Well, Gomez, a week has passed, mm. and it didn't even take a full week. It took a couple of days and I am sold out, baby. And Unbelievable. W O sold out. No uh, more uh, Captain Joe is... shoes in stock. I love it. I, I love it. I hate it. I love it because, of course, my man sold all his toys. But sadly, I didn't get to buy my extra one for the tub. I didn't get my extra toys. <laughs> How are you supposed to put a tiny little man in your butt? Guess I just only got one, and he's going everywhere. They're gonna he's have going... to hit the eBay. Oh boy, I'm Pay nervous. Secondary market prices. Oh, I, I haven't been eBaying a lot recently. I used to be the hot eBay boy. Ooh, love me some eBay, but it gets crazy on eBay. Once you start, you start going down. Oh, you might also be interested in this item. You know what? I am. I'm very interested. That was me the first time I went to Wawa and made a sandwich. It's, I'm not kidding. It's like, would you like extra cheese? Why? Why? Yes, yes, I would. Would you like to add bacon? Absolutely. Would you like extra meat? Sure. All of a sudden, I had a $40 sandwich. <laughs> How did this happen? It's just a touch screen. It just it's so easy to just keep pushing the buttons. It does do that. There's a lot of you sure? You sh- I just want to just order this one. It's just like seven extra buttons, bro. Would you like to add a side? Would you like to add a soup? Well, these things sound yeah. good. They got mac what and cheese now. <laughs> it's like mac and cheese. Oh boy. Oh, I love it. It's good. But it took what three, four days, Gomez. Quick. And I am sold out. And now there are people who are a touch angry that they weren't able to get their Captain Joe Shoes Major Bendy's figure because they thought it was an open pre-order, despite me shouting from the rooftops (laughs) that this was limited quantities. (laughs) Boy, I don't know. We said it 400 times, bro. 
be dialing. We told you, get to those <laughs> phone lines. I said, when they're gone, they're gone. Majorpodmerch.com, and now they're gone. Oh, that's very awesome. Love to hear it. What a legend. You belong in that Legends collection, bro. You know what's great? It's just when I watched AEW this weekend, just seeing Adam Page and knowing I sell better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy, Adam Page. Yeah, did you watch some AEW this week, Joe? No, but that's some captain (laughs) shit right there. How could you miss the biggest wrestling event of all time, Joe? It was on in the, like the middle of the day. Yes, and I was just it was like, one I, o'clock. I'm not. Eastern. I'm not programmed to watch wrestling like it's an afternoon baseball game. I forgot seven times. I thought it was Saturday. I was like, "Wait, is it on now? Is it on now, bro?" I, I love afternoon because you know who don't want to just chill in the afternoon, not be tired. But it's you know it's nerve wracking because a lot of stuff goes on in the afternoon. You know, eight like o'clock lunch. at night. I'm just chilling, right? I'm not doing nothing. It's the end of the day. I'm sitting on the couch. I'm not getting up. But lunchtime, people want lunch. People ringing the doorbell. People coming over. Oh, my God. My favorite part of what AEW did this weekend is the fact that they said, you know what? The best time slot for us is to be the pre-show for the TNA Impact (laughs) pay-per-view. Oh, I got to warm the folks up for the real main event, folks. <laughs> There's a Bubba oh. Ray Dudley match for you. So, like, we, uh, you know, we were dead wrong in our estimations, right? We didn't think yep. it would sell out or even close to it. And uh, it was 81-something there, which is just remarkable, crazy. Joe, did in- you insane. hear? Gen- genuinely insane, yeah. They announced they're coming back next year to do it again. Oh, why not? That's now I don't now here we might be wrong again, but I think that's crazy. I thought this was a one-time thing, right? Like the uh, ooh, first time in the UK. It's a bit again. You think they could do it again, Joe? Uh, why not? They did it know. once, Gomez. That means it just makes it. It's like when you go to the champagne room the first time. It's a little scary. It's a little expensive, right? You don't necessarily know what to expect. Do I? What do I do with my hands? What do I do with my hands while I'm in the champagne room? Am I allowed to put them in certain places? I don't know. We'll find out. But once you do it once, it makes it all that much easier to do it a second time. Sometimes in the same night. Walking in there like Nate's, bro. Strutting. Woo! At some point, you become the old pro. (laughs) Like a new pair of underwear, man. At first, it's constrictive. But after a while, it becomes a part of you. Thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to hit that subscribe button. Leave a five-star review wherever it is that you're listening to this. Or if you're watching on YouTube, Click that like, ring that bell. That way you get all the alerts of whenever our new episodes go up every Thursday because we are like clockwork. Uh, screenshot your review. Send it to us on X at Card Jomez, and we will send you an autographed 8x10 as a thank you. And Gomez, let's let's talk a little bit more about AEW. Obviously very successful, right? Big show. Yeah. Great. 
81,000 and change. But the bigger story it, again, it happened again. They do a big thing, and the only thing someone wants to talk about is a little pre show fighting. <laughs> now, I gotta say this I'm at like, I don't, I've never met CM Punk. Like, if, maybe I have like an indie show 20 something years ago, but like, not, I, I don't know CM Punk. I don't know Jack Perry. I don't know Tony Khan. But this is at the point now where, in my opinion, if, if all these guys hate punk, you sit there and say, why wouldn't someone just walk up to him, smack him in the fucking mouth, and tell him to grow the fuck up? But every time these people do, punk beats that. Punk, we have seen firsthand, is the worst fighter Terrible. to have ever existed. And so yet, bad. he is making a habit out of keeping all these dudes in fucking check. Whether you're a VP, whether your dad was a big-time celebrity in the 90s, it doesn't matter. Punk has shown that you're a bunch of fucking herbs. He said, my door's always open. If you got something to say to me, come say it to my face. They're saying it, bro. But <laughs> they're getting slapped afterwards. <laughs> How is it that Punk couldn't even get one shot in? In all his UFC fights, <laughs> and yet he's he's beating the living piss out of the entire AEW roster. Anytime <laughs> someone wants to step up, Punk is there to smack them back he's in a Brock fucking Lesnar, bro. Hey, Kenny Omega, <laughs> maybe you never should have left fucking Japan. <laughs> what was Jungle Boy? Do? Jungle Boy's <laughs> five foot four. What are you doing, bro? Like, what, what are you doing? Like, I'm gonna be honest with you, like. I'm wildly out of shape and I'm not scared of any of these dudes. No. But like I'm more scared of the the bald guy from FTR sucking my dick too hard after I'm done slapping these guys because that's all he does to punk. Like I would be nervous that this guy's going to just rip my dick off with how hard he is on punk because that guy is the king of like I, I don't even, you know, not the other guy with the guns, the fucking bald one. Yeah, we, this we fucking loser who's guy. trying to he's be good. like edgy and whatever, but he's trying to be in Punk's good graces. So every every time he gets the opportunity, he's got to apply that suction. <laughs> oh, mustache guy, I love it. Oh, That's his God. name. We don't know his name. <laughs> bald FTR, bald and gun. That's how you know them now. <laughs> Oh, wrestling's oh, fun. Isn't wrestling fun? <laughs> so now, Punk is suspended, right? Apparently, the rumor is suspension for both of them while they investigate the situation. So. If you're Tony Khan and you, you just ran the biggest wrestling show of all time, and all people are talking about is what a fucking cuck you are because these guys are walking all over with no fucking respect for you. No fucking respect for this company. No fucking respect for anything that you are giving them. The money that you're putting in their pockets, the food you're putting on their table, getting paid very fucking well. At what point does Tony Khan come out of his powder cloud and say, hey, maybe I should pretend to be the boss? Bro, that's how the show started. Jack Perry was in the last match of the pre-show 
and Punk opened the show. So this is how the fucking show starts. Tony Khan's sitting there all excited. Here we go, folks. And the first thing he sees is Punk choking out fucking Jungle Boy. Un-fucking believable. <laughs> Oh my goodness. The pay-per-view was fun for the real, you know, rest of the fans who watched it. I think we all enjoyed the show. It was a fun show. Your boy MJF killing it in the main event, doing his thing. It's good to see. I saw I saw pictures of it. I, I didn't see any videos. I didn't watch the show, obviously. But I saw pictures and I said, Now I understand that it's not difficult to look good next to Adam Cole. <laughs> I how he's considered a main eventer for trying so little and caring so little about his appearance. Um, so I get it. Like, it's not hard to look good. But MJF looked fucking great. Nah, man. He's been putting in that way. Like I said, since he won that belt, boy. He looks thick. He looks Ooh. cut. He looks like a fucking star. You know who doesn't? The yeah. guy who was standing next to him. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Yes, it was a good show. They'll be back next year. And I can't wait to see because uh, there's a pay-per-view next week, this weekend. By the time you listen to this, there's a pay-per-view in days. I don't know how why this is a good thing to do to your company, but he's going to do it again next year. Same thing. It's going to be a week apart. He's. I can't wait to see who causes a fucking <laughs> Pier 6 brawl backstage in this one. <laughs> Oh, maybe, well, maybe Punk can fight. Uh, let's see. No, Danhausen he bought off already with the comic book. Uh, we got Bald FTR on that side. Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. Fucking Tony Nice. We get Tony Nice versus Punk at some point. Tony Nice. What's the other guy? Nah. Fucking Agongo. There's an Agongo oh. guy. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> You know, one, one of these other fucking, oh, amateur wrestlers that no one gives a shit about. A go-go, whatever. Oh, that guy. Oh, that's the guy that Cody with the racism. That's the, the guy. Oh, Anthony thank God. Go-go we cleared that like one up. <laughs> I haven't seen He hasn't been back since then. Cody cured racism, and that guy was like, oh, I guess I'm out of a job now. <laughs> well, that's my mama. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. But sadly, Joe, uh, there's uh, some bad wrestling news this week. We we, we ended good, but... Wait, you didn't... mean that wasn't the bad wrestling no, news? No, we started real good this <laughs> The fact that we shit all over the fact that we had the biggest wrestling <laughs> show in history and no one gives a fuck. Uh, the big news said, did you see the big news real fast? There was... Uh, there's WWE NFL championship belts. Did you yes. see this? All License 32 belts, teams. All 32, including <laughs> the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars. But now they don't exist. That's been pulled from the website. And now there are only 31 teams you can buy from. Oh, Vince said, whoa, whoa, hold up here a minute, bro. Who approved this? How did they not, like, from the jump? Like, come on. It looks so well, stupid. I mean, the afterwards. big joke last year and the year before was if the Jaguars actually won the Super Bowl, would Triple H send them a championship belt for their parade? That's true. He that would have been bro. terrific. You got to. That's that's what you do. Well, Triple H can't do anything anymore. He's out of a job. <laughs> oh, that merge is coming up soon. I think we're a couple weeks away from that. Uh I wonder what's going to happen. They, all, they say the talent is safe. They're not going to be making any cuts. We shall see. 
I would believe that. You think so? Because you know these people they come in and they gotta start trimming right away. We spent twelve million. We gotta we gotta cut this payroll down. With the amount of programming that they have to produce on a weekly basis and then build up to your PLEs, um, especially with doing two nights of WrestleMania, you gotta have people to, to wrestle. I agree. It's not like AEW where you go months without seeing people. It's too much. It's insane. It's insane what they've done to Miro. Remember him, Rusev? Boy, people love that guy, right? He was pop- really? Oh, they is did. it still Rusev Day? Sure, but it's, you know, people still cheer for him. He comes out every uh, six weeks on AEW. He's like, hey, remember me? AEW? Yeah, Miro. What do you think? He's, he's been on AEW? He left. See, this is the thing. He left like probably three years ago, Joe. He's been gone. Maybe four years ago. He just, he gets hurt a lot. And then uh, apparently he didn't like some stuff that was told to him. So they sent him home. I don't know. I think the last time I saw him, he was riding a tank into WrestleMania (laughs) to defend the Russians or something. That was a long time ago. That was, I can't, that's like WrestleMania 28. Like, that's like a fucking long time ago. Oh, we're up to like 40, bro. Is this come on? <laughs> but yes, Gomez, we did have some bad news in the wrestling world today. Uh, I should say this week. Uh, the deaths of both Terry Funk and then the next day, Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda. Unexpected, I guess, is the least. You know, you can say about that one. Terry Funk, we know, has been uh, doing progressively worse for yeah, a long while now. So deteriorating, I would yeah. say this isn't unexpected. Uh, it's sad, but you knew it had to, you know, at, at some point these these days do come. As, and I don't mean that to sound heartless at all. No, it's just it's, it's the truth. The reality of the situation. Everybody. You know, he was 79 years old. He had a hell of a life. Uh, Gomez, what are your first memories of Terry Funk? It's probably ECW, him showing up on ECW. Because, I mean, I was never a WCW, NWA guy. I was always WWE, WWF. So, you know, basically ECW and then fucking Chainsaw Charlie coming in there with, uh, you know, Mankind. And then eventually you go back and you start watching some of his matches. And, you know, Terry Funk's pretty damn good, bro. For me, this is gonna. This is actually probably gonna be kind of funny. Uh, for Christmas, nineteen eighty-seven, maybe or eighty-eight, I get a bunch of WWF LJN figures for Christmas one year, and among them are luminaries like Coco Beware, Outback Jack, hmm. and adorable Adrian Adonis, and then. Terry Funk, and I have no fucking clue who Terry Funk is, but I know I've got his toy, and he comes with a hat, and he comes with a cattle prod, so anyone who has accessories is extra cool to me. Yeah, of course. So without knowing who Terry Funk is, he goes into my fig fed, and I just know, well, it's Terry Funk. Of course, obviously. And this was the thing with LJN in those days was by the time the figures come out, sometimes the guys have already been out of the company for a while. 
So yeah. Terry Funk, I think, was two years. I think he's 87. <laughs> That's crazy. So it's like a year since he's already been out of the company. I'm just getting into wrestling. So now I'm getting these toys. Outback Jack never saw. Ted Arcidi never saw. Corporal Kirshner never saw. But I had their <laughs> figures, and probably at one point they were all champions in my fig fed. I believe it. Of course. So Terry Funk, I never even saw a match probably until ECW. Um, it's at that point uh, in the late 90s where I start discovering. I get back into wrestling pretty hard. I go back and start watching every day. Like, there was just no such thing as enough wrestling for me. And once I get into the business, you find out in what high regard Terry Funk is held and how how people think of him. And he's just so incredible at what he does. And seeing it, I don't necessarily know how fans feel. I know there are a lot of fans who are big Terry Funk fans. But he almost feels like the, the underappreciated guy. He's like... Sure. You know, Conrad said it on the podcast this week. He's like, he's your favorite westler's favorite wrestler. And that seems more apropos to me. <clears throat> um, I got to kind of work with Terry Funk once oh, in like really? 2002 or 2003. Mm -hmm. We're at a small show in Connecticut and I'm part of a schmaz. It's Terry Funk versus Homicide, I believe. And it's like six of us who are going to come running out at the end to try to separate them. And my head got in the way of a Terry Funk left hand. Oh, and, love it. And that old man just punched me as hard as he could in the fucking face. And <laughs> I love it. That's great. And, uh, and it hurt. It hurt a lot. <laughs> oh, but like, what am I going to say to Terry Funk? Like outside of yeah. thank you, sir. That was Stop. a real pleasure. Say something to Terry Funk, I'll fucking punch you again, right? <laughs> On the other side. And the thing is, Terry Funk, and I, I spoke about this when we talked about the um, dark side of the ring Candido episode. Terry Funk was a lot like Candido in the sense that he didn't care who you were. He'd sit down and talk to you. Any question you had about the business, he would answer. Anytime you wanted to hear a story about Terry Funk loved wrestling. And he, he didn't care about your status, your spot on the card. If you were a trainer, if you were nice and respectful, Terry Funk would sit there for hours with you and just talk about wrestling with you. And Terry Funk um, probably doesn't get the flowers he deserves, in, you know. No. But at the same time, when you say to properly rate someone, I always say the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling post cable tv so even if you go back to 1980 is like really kind of where i make my line of demarcation you know for where cable changed the business to me the mount rushmore is cena hogan austin and rock and maybe that can change at one point i don't put terry funk in that category no and then to say is he in the top 10 well, there's Sean, there's Brett, there's Brock, there's Jericho, there's Undertaker, there's Macho Man, there's all these guys. I guess Flair, Sting. Uh, mm. You know, I don't know if Terry Funk makes that either. Does he go in the top 20? I mean, if you go on his contributions to wrestling, then yeah, but he's like the. I, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's just he. I wouldn't think of him 
as one of the all-time great performers. But when you really think about what he did, the way he was able to carry feuds in WWE, the way he was able to carry feuds in WCW, the way he was the NWA World Heavyweight Champion back in the 70s, um, the way he put ECW on the map and got that entire company over that oh, led yeah. to them having a couple of years. Every, the contributions are there, right? Like, what more yeah. do you want the guy to do? Main it's event, true. it's a Saturday night's main event with Hogan when Hogan was at peak Hogan, you know? That's pretty, yeah. Not many people have done that. So it's what else do you want out of the guy? Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't have the answer to it. This is one of I those just... situations where it's – I. I know why I think this way. It's the era. It's just he's he's from the era before, so it's just it's hard to. He never had the sustained money making draw on top on TV. Yeah, you know, Terry. What most of what Terry did was not on TV. You know, WCW in the late eighties, he had the big feud with Flair, but like all the territory stuff. Yeah local tv stuff you know yeah. he was killing it down south killing it but you know times to change bro so i get it definitely i when people talk about him exactly like you say everyone loves him everyone praises him praises his work like i said you watch some of that old stuff he's good he's great he's not all just right we all think of him the hardcore legend but you know he he does regular wrestling stuff pretty good too bro he's very entertaining and and like we all know like Terry Funk was a legitimate, like tough guy, whatever. Maybe not to maybe not a shooter like Fez yeah. and a couple of those guys from the even the generation before him, but like he was a tough guy, but like at the same time, he's one of the early guys from that era who was a sports entertainer on top of being just a wrestler. Like Harley Race was an entertainer to me. Yes. You watch Harley Race, they're probably very boring by today's standards, but Harley sure. Race for the time and Terry Funk for the time were doing things and had mannerisms and stuff that made them very entertaining in the ring. 100%. I agree. Terry Funk. God bless. Love him. Yeah. RIP Terry Funk. That's like we said, at some point we knew it had to come, but it's still sad all the same. Sure. The other guy, that was uh that was very unexpected. Very crazy. I, I never met Bray Wyatt. Obviously, I have a lot of friends who are friends with him. And there are a lot of people uh in my life who are hurting over this. They love this man. I have never heard a bad word no. about Wyndham Rotunda, not the one person. Um, people love him. Uh, one of my friends who was down in FCW for a period of time, uh, I called him up to see how he was doing. He hadn't even heard the news yet. Damn. And I'm sitting there going, "Hey, man, how you doing?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm all right. Like, what's going on?" And I, <laughs> I had to break the news to him and. That one hit him hard, and he's like, yo, that was the first guy that went out of his way to be my friend in, in Florida. Um, When you see someone at 36 years old with four kids, four young kids, that just, it doesn't make sense, right? 
And I'm someone who I've lost a lot of people. Like I've lost friends before. I've lost people younger than 36 and it didn't, didn't make sense then. It doesn't make sense now. And you say, this is a relatively healthy guy. And it's just, this thing comes out of nowhere and fucking cuts him down when really he should just be hitting his stride in life. Hell yeah. And that is fucking awful, dude. It just, and take out of the equation, the entertainment aspect of it, just as a human being, a 36 year old, relatively healthy guy. Same thing that happened to Brody Lee, right? He was what a 40 year old guy, relatively healthy, just fucking catches something and it's over. And it fucking, it puts, it puts everything into perspective. You know, I look at this and I'm going, I'm about to be 42 in a couple of weeks. And like, how the fuck did I get so lucky? You know what I mean? Like, how did I get so lucky to get an extra six years that that Rotunda didn't get? How did I get an extra fucking, you know, seven years that my friend Joe didn't get? How did I get an extra 10 years that my friend Mo didn't get? You know, like, what did I do right that these guys didn't? I, I don't have the answer to that. And the fucking, it's scary, man. It's really fucking scary. And then you then you think about, just on top of that, the kids. Like, four young kids that may not even have memories of their father when they grow up. Yes, they are. They're pretty young. So, yeah, they don't, they don't have many if they have some. It's rough. That's why but I would say, bro, live your life. If you want to do something, go do it. Don't be waiting to do something. Do it because <laughs> shit happens. One day you're here, one day you're not, bro. And Life one thing I've seen scary. a lot of is fans' reactions to the the death of Bray Wyatt and trying to put their own feelings into perspective. Like, why are they so broken up over losing someone that they, they don't know? Um, obviously, we can't tell you how to feel, right? No one can tell you how to feel. Mm-hmm. But when you think of people that you're close to like i just lost my dad earlier this year we spoke about that your parents do a lot for you they raise you they teach you right from wrong in some cases they will inspire you my both my parents inspired me to do certain things with my life or or inspired me in a way where I knew right from wrong or what I should have goals for to attain as far as what they were able to do. Like my father was very hardworking and that's something I took with me because as hard as he worked, I realized I never wanted to work that hard. But one thing neither of my parents were, and this is not a knock on them. My parents did not, inspire me creatively they didn't open up my imagination as to what could be and the entertainers entertainers in our life whether that's a musician whether that's a pro wrestler whether that's an actor a comedian anything a professional athlete these people are like superheroes they do things not everyone can do and the fact that you see them do it makes you think hey maybe this is something i can do for myself and there are people in my life who, 
who did that, you know, and that's why you feel that attachment to these people that you don't know. When the Macho Man died in, I believe, 2011, I cried. I never, I met the Macho Man once at an autograph signing for his fucking rap CD. The best. Like, why am I so broken up about, but the fact of the matter is, is he broke through me in a way where he, not only did he entertain me, he made me think of what could be, what I could be doing. You know, he inspired me to have a thing in life to aspire to. A lot of time with your parents, they take, you know, they just, they drop you off at school, they go to work and you see them go to work, but you don't sit there and dream like, oh, wow, I, I really want to go, you know, fix things like my dad did. <laughs> you know, like it, it doesn't. It. It doesn't fire you up to the point that some of these other people can. And so, yes, it is okay to feel this way when you lose someone you looked up to or someone who entertained you. It is perfectly fine. And for a lot of people, what I'm noticing is that, number one, I'm very old. <laughs> and number two, Bray Wyatt has been a staple in some people's lives now for over a decade. Yeah, it's a long time to be watching someone and they've and watched him someone. on a weekly basis and they've yeah. sunk their teeth into what he was doing and his characters mm -hmm. and they loved when he was the fiend and they loved his merchandise and they loved that he made them feel that if they were into goth or into horror or into sci-fi that they weren't weird because here was this guy on TV who was doing something along the lines that they liked and when you have someone like that Go ahead, mourn that person. That person was able to strike a chord in you that very few people will ever be able to do in the entirety of your life. Celebrate that person. So yes, if you are wondering why you care about someone you may have never met, do not worry about it. It is okay. Celebrate that person. Look at you. I love it. You just... It was real sweet. That was real nice. I think it's, people needed to hear that. I've, I've seen so many people say that this week in, in all the social media that I'm on. People genuinely questioning if it's okay to feel that way. And yes, Virginia, Crazy. there is a Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, yes, it's okay. Remember, at the end of the day, no one can tell you how to feel. Nope. And we have great people in our lives 99% of us and I won't say everyone because there are genuinely people out there who have very difficult lives from very early on and mm -hmm. it's terrible but for a lot of us we grow up having very good decent human beings close to us and it doesn't make them bad people but the fact of the matter is they just don't inspire us they don't open up our imaginations in the way that some of these other people do and that's why those people mean so much to us uh, to this day if i ever met the guy who was the voice of he-man like I, I don't know what to tell you i might cry i, I believe it 100 and he didn't even he was just a voice <laughs> he was just a voice when John Irwin finally dies, I will be genuinely broken up about that. When Alan Oppenheimer finally dies, 
the voice of Skeletor, the voice of Man at Arms, the voice of Battle Cat, the voice of Prime Evil on uh, Filmation Ghost. Alan Oppenheimer's done so many voices. When he finally dies, he's already in his 80s. I will be upset about that. These people gave something to me that made me feel a certain way and made me think I could be something more. That's why we mourn the people we look up to. That's why we mourn the people who have inspired us. That's why these people who we've never met, they've, they've still touched our lives. Love it. Preach. Sherman. It's a little sermon here with shoes. I love it. Yeah, love it's it. like it's like my man Sherman Hemsley from Amen, <laughs> which was a show I watched with my I love Sherman Hemsley. You do. <laughs> uh, so not the best news. And Gomez, to make matters even worse, what? we had another we had another non-wrestling death this week. Arlene Sorkin. The actress oh. who provided the the original voice of Harley Quinn passed away this week. Oh my goodness! I did see that. She was great. God, I love her. That's just such a unique voice for that character. It's so good. That character introduced on Batman the yes. Animated Series, correct? Yes. Written for that that show goes on to as someone who wasn't a comic book guy, I come into this thinking Harley Quinn has just kind of always existed. Um, yeah, and but she's phenomenal, and this character catches on and now has transcended decades at this point. Yeah, where we're getting movies, we've got that HBO show in like season four right now. This right. is not just a regular run of the mill uh villain in the Batman universe anymore. This is a character who has become its own thing and has become very meaningful to a ton of people, and it's all in due to the work of Arlene Sorkin. In the same way I said it would crush me when Alan Oppenheimer finally passes away, for those of you who are fans of Batman the Animated Series, of the character of Harley Quinn, I would imagine you know what that feels like now. Oh, and Kevin Conroy died. And Batman yeah. died. That, that sucked, bro. That was my Batman. That's like That was like, damn, that sucks because he's still around. So I still got to hear that voice, you know? Yeah. And now when I watch a Batman movie, it's going to be something different. It's like, oh, it's just, it sucks. Of course. Uh, so very sad week on a lot of fronts, Gomez. I know we're going long, so we got to kind of run through some stuff. Uh, rest in peace to those that we lost this week. But Gomez, it's time to try to make people laugh a little bit. So why don't you hit some breaking news music? Oh, Breaking news. All right, Joe. Hopefully you got some good news. I don't know what you got in store for us, but I'm hoping it's better than the past half an hour that we just talked about. Not a lot of news this week, Gomez. I went kind of short because I knew we were going to get caught up on some things, but the news is out. October 15th, the return Ooh. of Rick and Morty. It's the debut of season oh. seven. That's right. It's the first one without, without the voice, without, without Justin the... Roiland. Oh, and boy. now they have not said who the replacement is or are or will be. Just that. Oh yeah, we'll have it figured out by then. I I would hope so. I think it's. I think they're just gonna get a uh someone who's. There's so many people who sound just like it. I'm well, sure that's they what they're saying too. It. They're saying you only you know really shouldn't even notice the difference. 
Well, did you see on his other show, that Solar Opposite show, right? He does a voice. Mm-hmm. And uh, but they did a thing where uh, something attacks his vocal cord, and now he talks like British now. It's like it's a total <laughs> different sound and voice. This is how I always talked. What are you talking about? So <laughs> hopefully, it's not like that. So we're getting 10 new episodes of Rick and Morty, mm. and I'm at the point now where I'm, I'm really wondering we're, we're obviously a long ways away from that point where Rick and Morty hit like the critical mass with the Szechuan sauce. I believe it was like season three. Yeah, season three, um, four. But like where Rick and Morty was everywhere. And whenever the show comes back, it feels like there's less and less enthusiasm for it. Now, do you think that's because the time in between seasons? Yeah, I was just I was just about to say. Or is it because the seasons themselves are so short that the show is basically over just as it began? Because when you and I grew up, we used to have the fall TV season, right? All the shows yeah. would come out in the fall. But a full season of TV was 22, 24, 26 episodes. So mm-hmm. now you're spending six months with those characters, six months with that story, six months with that show. And you're heavily invested in the, in the stories of that sitcom or whatever it is that you're watching. And now with this, we're not even getting half that. 10 is crazy. When you said 10, I was like, what? Is this like a half season? 10 is But crazy. this is pretty much what goes for a show nowadays is anytime there's some new show, it's 10 episodes, eight episodes. You know, the, all the, the Marvel shows, the Star Wars shows, eight episodes, six episodes. So you, by the time you're hooked, even remember we said we, Secret Invasion that we watch. Okay, if you give it a couple episodes and you're trying to get into it, well, by the, by the time you turn around, it's over. It's over, it's true. I'm going to give it three episodes. Oh, there's only five. Oh, oh, okay. Exactly. So at that point you're committed. You've already watched yeah. more than half the season. It's true. I I think it's mostly the the timing because you don't you don't build on that momentum. You're supposed to come back. Okay, it's done now. Next September, here we go, and it'd be September, October, and it'd be another extra six seven months. You know, a year and a half in between seasons. Mm-hmm. That's helping nobody. I I think it's honestly a combination of both because. You miss an episode, ah, no big deal, whatever. I'll just make it up next week. But then, like, you miss another one, and then you don't hear anything about it. And now there's no such thing as must-see TV anymore. So you turn around, it's like, oh, I guess I could just watch six episodes on a weekend. That's what we did. And it, and it falls out of the, you know, and this was the, the problem with binge TV as a whole. It just falls out of the critical mess. It falls out of... You're, you know, out of sight, out of mind. And then you put on to that, oh, there's no new episodes for another two years. Like, bro, I'm, I'm doing something else here. 100%. I don't even know. I get it's still on Adult Swim, right? I guess Sunday nights. Yeah, that's that's the I thing. Guess. That's the thing. You know, I don't know. I, I just, it lost me. It lost me two seasons ago when it took forever to come back. I understand pandemic was an issue or whatever, but uh, it didn't help. And now it's back, and then we didn't even love the last season. We thought it was okay, like it was wasn't great. You know? Yeah, it was fine. It was one Meanwhile, the season before, we were like, "Oh <sighs> my god!" Like I can't believe we slept on this. Yeah, it was like we we're like, "Oh, this was good." So we we were excited. We we're like, "All right, last season, you know, we were iffy about it, but we loved it." And then this one was just like, eh, "It was okay." 
I remember like maybe two episodes. I don't even remember what the episodes were about, but I remember no, us but this liking goes back like to, two of them. This goes back to the lack of episodes with the time elapsed on top. You forget even what is and what isn't. It's true, right? Because do I need to now watch the last season again to remember what's going on? That's a lot. I don't want to do that. Like that's... Oh, we're going to talk about that in a bit. So let's move on <laughs> because Chick-fil-A, Gomez, how do you like Chick-fil-A? It's delicious. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I'm probably <laughs> underselling it there, but it's they're good. coming out with a new honey pimento chicken sandwich this week. Honey pimento. Mm, interesting. I am interested because by the looks of it, Chick-fil-A does something with this sandwich that they've never done before. And that's actually put fucking sauce on it when they serve it to you and not expect you to do it your damn self. Well, yes, the Chick-fil-A is just a regular, it's a dry chicken sandwich. They don't put, do they put mayo on the bun? I don't even know because I usually no. douse it in. Wow. You got, any, you got to put your own dressings on it, which is why I said it can never be the number one chicken sandwich. I don't I, work I there. I'm not the professional. Serve it to me the way you expect it to be eaten. Yes, you say, want... this is peak chick fil <laughs> Did I say that? Is that? Did you just I, do I that? say that. I Whoa, just did that. Oh, I'm going to have to edit that out because I don't want someone stealing it from us. I bro. know. I'm, I better call get paid for that. get that signed up. <laughs> <laughs> so honey pimento chicken sandwich coming out as well as a caramel crumble shake. Now, Chick-fil-A has some good shakes. I, I like their, their, I enjoy their cookies and cream. I mean, they're they're fucking shakes at the end of the day, but they're very yes. tasty, is what I'm getting. Sure. Yeah, so caramel yeah. crumble shake. I'm interested because as I've been doing these coffee creamer reviews on YouTube.com/slash Joe Shoes, what I am finding out is that the flavor of caramel for some reason is very difficult to duplicate. It yes, tastes it very fake. It's in, always in a fake, lot yeah. of yes. Kelly doesn't like the yeah the creamish. That's always her least favorite. She loves caramel, but it's like oh, it's just that fakeness. I hate that artificial flavor. It comes off very chalky sometimes, mm -hmm. very processed. So now I'm interested to see how Chick Fil A handles that. So I think I will be going to check that out. And then Gomez, last one oh. for the news. Ooh. My good friends, I don't know if I would classify them as your friends. My good friends over at White Castle. Mm, they're acquaintances. Two new items this week. One for breakfast. We got French toast sliders. Oh, shit. That sounds good. Mm. Sounds so, so good. Uh, mm. We have one White Castle in Florida still. It's a drive, but I may have to make it for this. But... Also have a lunch and dinner item, a new side. Ooh, what we got there? Cheddar cheese rings. What? So we all know oh, the White Castle chicken rings. Yeah, the dynamite. Best. Absolutely so great. These are fried <laughs> cheddar cheese in ring shapes. To go with their mozzarella sticks. Woo! We're having a great White day. Castle, and, and we've said this before, both Gomez and I, White Castle mozzarella sticks are fucking incredible. So They're good. so, so good. So now I'm hyped about their cheddar cheese rings. Mm, I do. I went recently to White Castle because they had this caramel parfait I had to try, and it was good. Ooh, you did try it. 
I did try. I got some buffalo chicken rings. Those were good, too. I don't know if that's new. I don't know, but that was good. White Castle, you know, it's it's close by, but it's not close by, you know? So it's one of those things where I'm always, like, driving by and I go, oh, man, White Castle. I could have went for some. But I'm like, I'm already driving past it. I'm not turning around. It's on the opposite side of the road. It's a pain in the ass to get to, you know? So you know, I do I do like White Castle. I just I don't frequently. You don't it love enough. it to the extent that some other some others of us do. Oh no, I mean I'm no you know getting a, a crave case for myself sitting down to play some rock band or some you know Madden or something. Not like that. <laughs> I feel seen. <laughs> no, I'm uh, wrong with that. <laughs> so that's that's it for the news. And like I said, we're going a little long. So I've I have a couple things I watched this week, Gomez. I'll go yeah. over them quick. Tell me. Uh. First is this show on Max called oh. Telemarketers. Oh, this fucking show. Now, this is becoming like a thing online. <laughs> People thing. are talking about thing. this. Someone reached out to us. I forget who it is. I apologize. I believe they left oh. us a comment on YouTube asking if we were watching this show, Telemarketers. And it is a weekly documentary about former telemarketing employees who were office friends and they find themselves hot on the trail of a sobering look at the ugly side of American capitalism and the abuse of customer trust. I watched two episodes of this. I believe by the time this episode comes out, a third one will have dropped already. Mm -hmm. I cannot imagine anyone sticking with this show. I have no idea why (laughs) this is becoming a thing. I watched one episode. It was enough, bro. I don't get it. Listen, there is some fucked up shit in this show wholeheartedly admit it right i mean these people are fucking horrible caricatures of human beings they're in very shitty situations in life this telemarketing job apparently is the only thing they could possibly get because they have criminal records or they're drug addicts and this just feeds their addiction and it goes into the the underbelly of what telemarketers are actually raising money for well like when you get the phone call saying oh this benefits the police uh, friends and benefits association yeah. whatever it turns out that this is all fucking bullshit 95% is going to this telemarketing company and just a, a sliver of that money is actually seeing real police uh, charities just because they have to be able to say that we did give some money to the police as a whole I, this could have been done in 45 minutes and I don't understand why it needs to be a series I don't understand why we need to drop new episodes every week. I watched two of them and they were horrible. It's just not entertaining. It's I understand it's not a happy story, but it's just enough is enough. I get the point. We can move on. The best is they're like, uh, you know, you might think we're like scumbags or something, but we're a family over here. We, it's like we're in the army together. It's like, yeah, an army of scumbags. Like, it's like just because you have fun at work and you're nice to each other doesn't make you less of a piece of shit. So I just, I didn't understand uh, what the interest was. I mean, you know, oh, they're, they're getting high and, and making sales. Okay. Like, it's a big deal because this is like the, the start of this, apparently. Like, this is where this all came from. We have, this these people to thank for why everyone is scummy on telemarketing apparently okay you know like he filmed this 20 30 years ago and just kept on the footage i don't know why 
He decided maybe there's a hook coming, you know. You know how we watch these documentaries now, right? There's always some kind of hook halfway through. It changes. Maybe See, there's a switch coming. But at that point, do we need this to be a weekly episodic documentary series? I don't even know how many episodes. I mean, maybe this is the last episode. But I don't know. All I know is one drop this week. I was like, I can't believe this is like a thing that comes out every week. I don't, I don't know. I figured it was two parts, and I'm like, I thought I watched both parts, and it was over, and I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I sat through this. And then Gomez is like, oh, no, there's there's another episode coming out this week. I'm like, whoa, about what? Uh, I'm looking at the Wikipedia. I think maybe three episodes is all it is. So it's a three-part. So you got to watch it. You're committed now, bro. You got to see how it ends. I'm not going to watch this, but <laughs> thankfully, because I was on Max, I did catch up with the last two episodes of my adventures with Superman, which I'm still enjoying very much. Oh, so I heard I haven't watched. I heard it kind of takes a turn. It does like kind of a something happens and it gets a little yes. crazy, right? Uh, you we, we, get a lot of, we get a little bit of multiverse stuff, yeah. which we get in everything now. So it which doesn't is even like, feel my like... goodness. Like, that's like, uh, I didn't expect that in a Superman. When I heard that, I was like, oh, we're doing multiverse and Superman? Yeah, we're okay. Doing... Yeah, whatever. Jesus, my goodness. Uh, you got anything else, Gomez? So I watched a couple things here. Let me see. I'm going to start it off with the, a new movie I watched. I went on Hulu, and to my surprise, there was a new John Cena movie, Joe. Vacation Friends 2. They made a sequel to this movie. Uh, I, I saw this come up because I opened Hulu the other day. And I just, like, I hovered over it. I watched <laughs> the first one. I, I believe we talked about it on yeah. an episode a few years ago. It was fine. It was fine. It it's was fine. Uh, but there's nothing fun. in that movie that says, you know what I'm going to need? A fucking part two. No one needed it, bro. This movie, it's just, it's it's not as funny. I was sitting there going, I, don't, I think because they changed the dynamic a little where uh, the hook of the thing is that uh, the girl, I don't know, I don't know one's name. So John Cena's wife, mm-hmm. her dad is Steve Buscemi. And so he tags along on a vacation and he's scheming and stuff like that. And he doesn't love John Cena. And the whole thing is that everyone loves John Cena because he's the best. So he's now acting awkward because this guy don't like him. So you're not getting the same kind of comedic performance that you got in the first one that you loved. So it's kind of lacking there. And uh, it's very actiony. Like it try it has like this crime subplot and it's a lot of action scenes. And it's just uh wasn't feeling it. Definitely, like I said, I don't remember. We didn't love the first one. I think we, we enjoyed it. It was a nice surprise. It was, fine. It was it's, fun. It's a you know? fine, easy movie. Like the middle of the kill day, some got time. nothing to yeah. do. Kill, some, kill time. some time. You'll get a couple laughs out of it. But, I mean, it, as soon as it was over, it's not the kind of movie that I'm ever going to be going, oh, I can't wait to watch this again. 100%. We'll never watch it again, but I, I kind of did because it's the same kind of idea, you know, not... It's one, a comedy sequel, right? How many comedy sequels are usually just hot garbage compared yeah. to the first one? Yeah, Even yeah, if the yeah. first one's not a masterpiece. It's just they try to do the formula. But we're switching a little. No. I was not a fan. Uh, maybe you like John Cena so much you'll enjoy it. 
but I would. I wouldn't waste my time with this one, folks. I don't plan on wasting my time. Yeah, don't don't do that. Gomez, I watched an old childhood favorite this week. Oh, what you watching here, boy? This was a big thing for me as a child because when it was announced that it was coming out, it felt like it was the universes melding together. It was the biggest crossover I could ever dream of as a kid. And in 1987, when the Jetsons meet the Flintstones finally came out, (laughs) I could not wait to see this movie. So I've watched it periodically over the years. I still find enjoyment out of it. This was a movie that was made for syndication uh, back in the day. But for me, it was really one of the most rented VHS tapes Whenever my mom would take me to the video store, I love it. It was like a safe thing that I could get when I was in a mood where, like, I tried a wrestling move on my brother and now I wasn't allowed to rent (laughs) wrestling tapes anymore. Uh... Because we would go through periods where it was like, all right, you can't, we'll go to the video store, but no wrestling tapes because I would just get, all right, I've seen WrestleMania one, I've seen WrestleMania two. Oh, they've got. Wrestling's most unusual matches on Coliseum. Oh, Home yes, like, Coliseum video. Got to see what they got. <laughs> but and it'll be like, oh, you can't get that. You know what you're getting? The Jetsons meet the Flintstones again, and you'll like it. <laughs> I love it. So Elroy Jetson invents a time machine, and the Jetsons go back in time to the prehistoric era where they encounter the Flintstones, who eventually get flip-flopped into the future, and they end up living the Jetsons' life. So we get two fish-out-of-water stories with two of our favorite animated families in different spots. And it is just good, wholesome, old-fashioned, put me in the 80s and let me die there because that's where I want to be. Love it. I haven't I haven't thought of that movie in forever, but I do remember it was a big deal back in the day when they met. It was I remember that. That's so funny. So I'm... I have it on DVD. It's probably... How difficult can this be to find? I'm sure if you look, um, it's probably on YouTube or something for like 3 or $4. I don't know. I don't think kids today would enjoy it. It's just one of those things that the Jetsons, the Flintstones, products of their time, yes, they're legendary. Yes, Hanna-Barbera did some great stuff. But I just don't think that kids have that kind of attention span for this type of animation or that type of show anymore. So I don't know whether the Jetsons or the Flintstones really appeals to children anymore. I don't think any of those, I don't think anything we watched as a kid has any, any appeal to any kids nowadays. Not at all. Uh, Like Pokemon in the late nineties is like pushing it for like kids. You know what I mean? Like that's like, that's, that's the least of it. SpongeBob early two thousands. Like that's, as far as kids are going, I feel they definitely ain't watching. Like even with Disney movies, do you find it hard to push older Disney movies on your on your kid now? Hundred percent. She is not quick to watch like Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid. Like it took it took some convincing to get her to be like, no, this is one of mommy's favorite. Oh, grandma loves this. You know, like had to like play it up. But you know, Moana, hell yeah, we're going to the movies. We're watching it four hundred times. All that stupid shit. You know, so even it's though- like when you put like the the pill capsule in like a slice of ham to feed to the dog. <laughs> yes. You have to hide it. You got to try to yeah. try to butter them up. Like, come on, come on. No, you like this one. This is the same old stuff. 
So if you were about to be a 42-year-old man in a couple of weeks, I would recommend going to watch the Jetsons meet the Flintstones. It's still a good time. I love it. It's on Boomerang. If you have Boomerang, you can watch it for free. If not, you got to pay three bucks. Hey. So what, what's that on uh, Paramount now? No, it's like I guess well, I looked at the website. It's just like a, there's a Boomerang sub-channel on Amazon Prime and maybe a standalone thing, I would think it would be on Max, right? Because the boomerang is called to, I don't know. I don't know who yeah. owns nothing. It's confusing. <laughs> this one owns this. This owns this. I don't know, Joe. I just don't know. Oh, oh my goodness. Joe, I got two movies real fast so I'm going to talk about. One is a movie I've been waiting to see. It finally released to VOD because I've just been having a hard time making time to get to the movie theaters. But Meg to the Trench is available to watch at home. And boy, did I watch it at home. Thank God, because it was not very good. Oh, I was excited, right? Oh, this looks like it's going to be fun. Bro, the, the rumors are true. If you've seen the trailer, if you've seen the commercial, all that fun stuff you see where the shark causing havoc and mayhem, that is literally the last 20, 30 minutes of the movie. There's a lot of nothing going on. There's a lot of just in the water. Oh, people are chasing us. We need to get over here because this is our oxygen is low. Blah, blah, blah. You know, I get it, right? Because it's kind of hard to, if you got three giant massive sharks, right? It's kind of like they're just going to eat everything real fast, I would guess, right? So I guess that's why you kind of make it so that they're not around so much, but I don't know. You got to do better than this. I mean, let me tell you, there's some great parts. My man gets kicked into the mouth of a shark. It was excellent. Okay. Have some chum. Excellent, bro. Excellent. <laughs> but the rest just, it's lacking. Like, I, I can't sit there. It's almost two hours. It's an hour 57. So for like an hour 20, like, you're like, all right, you know, I guess it's okay. Like, you know, and it is fun, but is it fun enough to sit there? I don't know. I don't think so. At least at home, maybe you fast forward a little bit. You know, oh, this looks a little boring. It is talking on the bottom of the sea. You ain't missing much. The story, like, come on, what are we doing? We don't need to pay attention to the story here. Fast forward, get to the end, have some fun. But Meg to the trench, ah, disappointing, Joe. Disappointed. What's going on? Horror Can this you year. really be disappointed if you knew it was going to be bad going in? I had hopes because, like, the first one was disappointing. And then it seemed like they righted the ship, right? That they, they, they got the message. Like, oh, they didn't like this because it was, uh, you know, it wasn't it wasn't good. It wasn't silly enough. Let's turn up the silly. No, we, we didn't turn up the silly. That's a joke. We turned it up for the commercial to get you in there. False advertising. That's why we don't watch commercials, Joe. You see this? What else the, disappointed you this week, Omer? No, the last thing did not disappoint me. So uh, I mentioned, right, I read that emo book and uh, talked a lot about Fall Out Boy, my favorite band there. Love them. So I was doing some Fall Out Boy looking online and stuff. I discovered that uh, their masterpiece album, Save Rock and Roll, fantastic, wonderful album, they made us video for every single song on that album. And when you play them in a certain order, it's not the order of the, the tracks. It's, it's all mixed up for some reason. Um, if you play them in a certain order, it plays a movie. It's about 55 minutes long. 
and it's like a horror movie. It's a little Fallout Boy horror movie. They get kidnapped and brainwashed, and it ends with a pretty gory, bloody climax. It's pretty crazy, and uh, it was pretty awesome because I got to listen to awesome Fallout Boy songs and uh, some interesting horror visuals. It was very good. If you're a horror fan, I would I would definitely check it out. It's called the Young Blood Chronicles. You could punch it into the YouTube, and uh, the official Fallout Boy account will uh, come up with the playlist that plays it in order. So you can watch it all the way That's through. That's very nice of them. It's very nice of them. You know, it's 10 years old. This is this is an old album at this point. They've yeah, got like is. four albums since then. Like, it's crazy. But uh, it's great. And it was it was fun to find. Loved it. That was that was the best thing I watched this week was Fall Out Boy music videos for an hour. Good times. Well, I'll tell you what people didn't watch this week, Gomez, and that's movies. Because mm. Gran oh, Turismo boy. came in number one at the box office. Oh, did it? Okay. By two hundred thousand dollars. Whoa, I love when that shit happens. It's just so crazy. Over Barbie. Gran Turismo did 17.3 million. Barbie came in second at 17.1. Putting it domestic domestic total up to 594.8 million. Damn, what happened with Blue Beetle, bro? I figured that'd be number two. Dropped to number three, just 12.7 million this week, giving it a two two week total of 46. I mean, and that's I terrible. Think, the 46 is terrible, but it didn't drop as bad. It, it, you know, I hung around a little bit. Oof. I mean, that's that's not good. Uh, oh, no, Oppenheimer it's, it's, fourth, $9 million this week, getting it to $300 million for Oppenheimer. Who the fuck saw that coming? It's his highest grossing non-Batman movie of all time. Yeah. Never would have guessed that in a Pretty movie, insane. bro. Never. So people weren't watching movies. That's because, like us, they were mm-hmm. home. Watching two new episodes of the new Star Wars show on Disney Ooh. Plus, Ooh. Gomez. This is the first twenty-five percent of Ahsoka. <laughs> yes, this episode. Oh, I heard this is one of those things where the first two episodes set the stage, and then we kind of get going. So that's why they dropped it at two at a time here. So before I watched either of these episodes, uh, one of my group chats started going nuts <clears throat> with some Star Wars fans. Who was like, if you did not watch Rebels, you should not watch this show. And I'm going, I'm pretty sure I watched Rebels. I remember it. I remember certain things about it. But then I go, I can't really remember how it finished. So I said, shoes, come on. This is is an easy fix. Go on Disney Plus. See where you left off, if anywhere. Right? That's that's using the old noodle not because a bad I, idea. I have technology. And yeah, I did watch Rebels. Only two like episodes. one and a half seasons of it. I was going to say two episodes. <laughs> so there's like two and a half seasons that I didn't watch. And I'm mm. going, well, one thing I'm not going to do this week is Let's watch, watch two and a half four seasons, seasons of <laughs> yeah. Rebels to refresh my memory as to what's no. going on here. So I'm just going to hope I'm able to follow this story. And if I'm not able to follow this story, well, Dave Filoni needs to get a smack in the mouth from CM Punk 
because how dare you? He's dishing them out. It's plenty to go around. Plenty to go around from CM Punk. <laughs> how would you be able to put out a show that is completely dependent upon you watching a completely different show that's not even live action to come it's into true. this with? It's, it's a big difference. So what do we got from Ahsoka? We get after the fall of the Galactic Empire, former Jedi Knight Ahsoka Tano investigates an emerging threat to a vulnerable galaxy. Okay. All right. Now, Gomez, you've never watched Rebels. No, I have not watched Rebels. Not even one episode. Well, I think maybe one episode. So were you able to understand what was going on here? For the most part, yeah, I think uh, I think if I watched, I'd have some more context. But I think nothing is crazy that's going on here that is like, ah, I'm so lost. I think it's pretty straightforward, right? They bring up uh, Ezra. Uh, it don't matter. He's just someone we're looking for. Like, I, I don't need to know that he did this, this, and that. You know what I mean? So, like, I get it. Uh, so, I, I'm okay. I'm in the same boat as you, actually. I went in now being nervous that I wasn't yeah, I was I was follow. nervous and from the beginning I'm watching Ahsoka <clears throat> I'm watching uh who's her Padawan uh Sabine Sabine yeah and I'm like I don't really remember Sabine if I'm supposed to and there's that mural of the the crew from Rebels yeah, the cartoon and I'm yeah. like oh okay these people look familiar but like you said it's kind of if you've watched Rebels and you like Rebels and you remember Rebels, then yes, I could see you getting more out of this or being hyped for the mentions of certain characters yeah. and certain situations. Uh, but for if you're coming in clear, and I basically consider myself coming in completely yes. bleached from Rebels because I feel like it's been so long. Um, I feel like you're a, you are able to follow this. You are able to kind of just jump in and like you said, oh, Ezra, some guy we're looking for. Okay, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Great. Yeah. So right off that, I'm like, oh, thank you so much. But then we get the character of um, Hera Sindola. Yes. And I'm going, who the fuck is this person? He looks so fucking familiar. And I'm sitting there and I'm tapping and I'm tapping. I'm watching the show and she keeps coming in and out of scenes. And I'm going, oh my God, it's fucking Ramona Flowers. Yes, it is. It is Ramona Flowers. <laughs> so I go on IMDb and I go, well, what's Ramona Flowers been up to? And it turns out there's an animated Scott Pilgrim coming out where yes, everybody from the everybody. movie is back to do the voices. Yes, sir. Can't wait. So guess what? You know what Ramona Flowers has been up to, Gomez? Ramona Flowers. Being Ramona Flowers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, you know, when you mention it, I'm trying to think. I haven't really seen her. She had like an action movie come out like two years ago. I never watched it, but it was like a thing. But other than that, I can't really think of something she's been in recently. Well, she, she's working, you know, like nothing I don't really fucking care about. But while I was on the internet doing what has Ramona Flowers been up to research, it turns out that this Star Wars character here, in real life, she's married to fucking Hello There. Yes, Ewan McGregor. Oh my god, they, they gotta be like the biggest power couple in the fucking galaxy. 
broke up a marriage for that uh, that there, bro. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah, they worked together and something, and then all of a sudden, someone's getting a divorce from their wife, and all of a sudden they're together. <laughs> oh, a scandal in the galaxy, folks. Oh man, <laughs> we love the dirt. <laughs> oh yes, that's good. I've always loved it. She's great. So I was excited to see her. I think she she did something else and stuff. Like was she in was she in another thing? Like is this her second time playing that character? Or maybe they, I just remember them casting her. Maybe and I was like, maybe oh, that's not. cool. Okay, I get confused. But I I didn't know any of this. I didn't know she was still Ramona Flowers. I didn't know she was married to Obi Wan Kenobi. This is great information. The information you only get on the Car Gomez podcast. God bless the internet. <laughs> or, or the internet. You can also find it on the internet. Uh, it's a good place. <laughs> they have stuff. Lots of stuff. Oh, boy, do they have stuff, Joe. <laughs> uh, so we're following this episode. I got to say, there are some shots in this in these two episodes that we watched where to try to different, I don't know if it's on purpose to differentiate it from the other star Wars show, but we get like some really gorgeous looking brightly colored set shots, long shots, some really cool settings. And it's just like, Ooh, that's really nice. Like it kind of stops you in your tracks as you're watching some of this and just, they give you these really just picturesque views. And I'm like, Oh, wow. Some cool looking shit right here. It's like imagine if we did a Star Wars show not on fucking Tatooine. Imagine yeah. how nice we could make things look if we explored the galaxy. I now, I, I've I've seen people complaining a little bit about the CGI because of where they they film in like this obvious box thing and whatever. But like, bro, I didn't notice the bad CGI in the Flash. So if you think I'm noticing. <laughs> Bad CGI in a fucking Star Wars show. You've really come to the wrong person. Yeah, they have a, a name for it where they just film everything. I forget what it's called. Yeah. With the Marvel and the, the Star Wars. And people complain that that's why things look so bad because it's just, there's no, they don't build nothing no more and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. I feel that they did a good job. Like you said, like, it's some different things. I thought the show did look good. I thought it was nice getting out there in the galaxy and exploring different parts of the thing. So, so far, I'm, I'm not complaining about no CGI. That's the least of my problems is the CGI. Um, I feel like the first episode was really slow. Um, it's very slow. That, that's my problems. The, the show is kind of bored. Right now, I'm kind of bored. It's, I'm kind of bored. And I always, and I, like I said, I didn't finish Rebels. So when I think of Ahsoka, she's like this young ball yes. of energy you know it's totally like, not the ahsoka we love and you know now it's it's obviously an older version it's a like 15 version. years i think since like the time has passed so i get so, been through a lot she's been through <laughs> shit you she's know been through it i get it but like i still picture ahsoka yes. from like clone wars ahsoka I agree, where yes. she was anakin's padawan so, like I said, I don't know what happens at the end of Rebels. I don't know where we leave her off, and I don't know what kind of shit has gone on in the years that have uh, followed up Rebels be between that yeah. and this. 
but it's just it's not the Ahsoka, 100%. and I should have known this, right? Because yes, we've exactly. seen Ahsoka in other things already. Yeah, uh, you know the live action character where she was on uh, the Mandalorian. The, you know, so we've seen the character already. So I guess I should have saw this coming, but it's still like, oh, where's the it's Ahsoka different. I like? Especially you know Rosaria Dawson could play that so so well. She could play that that bubbly personality. She could be perfect at it. But it says she's doing very stoic kind of. You know, like the Luke, the Luke Skywalker kind of just yeah, like it's just like know. this is what every character is now. She like what's what's the difference between her and the Mandalorian outside of what weapon they carry? None. And that's the problem. Everyone's everyone's very samey, everyone's very quiet, reserved, laid back. We need a little, we need some some fireballs in there. We need some some goodness. I agree. Uh so yeah, uh, those are my complaints. It is slow, but once again. This is only an eight-episode series. We've already finished 25% of it. Guess what? We're probably going to finish the other 75% of it. Uh, did, did you like uh, the action? There's some there's some action on in the show. I thought it was okay. Nothing great, but, you know, it was okay. And, and that's where I am. And this is kind of going back to what I was saying last week about Blue Beetle. We've seen so much of this now that everything we see... It just is like, oh, and like if the, the guy writing the script is like, insert typical Star Wars action. And that's sure. what you get. A couple droids, a couple lightsabers, a couple flippity-doos. Like, uh, you know, you fucking put Will Ospreay in a droid uniform and, and give him a blaster. <laughs> and then, you know, and, and then you kind of get bored by it. So that's where I'm at with the fucking Ahsoka action here. Nothing seems... Everything seems paint by numbers when it comes to these scenes. I'm also I'm nervous also with this. Um, when you think we're gonna see Thrawn? Because I have a feeling there's eight episodes. Like this motherfucker gonna show up like episode six. Like finally he's here and he's just gonna like do something to set stuff stuff up. I have a feeling we ain't gonna get a lot of them. So seeing as how the point of these first two episodes is we're only finding a map that shows yeah. where he could be. And now the map is missing, and now we got to go back to retrieve like, the map. I I'm think like, episode uh, six may even be putting it. Come uh, on. You that can't may even be an optimistic point of view. Bro, if he shows up in episode eight, I'm going to Episode eight, scream. like right before the credits, like all of a sudden he does like that Undertaker We found sit. you. Like, <laughs> he's here. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Uh, ah, and intergalactic oh, badass. That I won't be upset about. I'm not going to lie. Thrawn starts rolling out. Rolling, rolling, rolling. I fucking on a speed bike. Come on, bro. <laughs> I fucking love it. <laughs> I'm here for it. That I'll allow. Only the blue motherfucker happens. with a bandana and a vest on. That's it. <laughs> oh, booger blue. That's it. <laughs> uh, I. I guess I liked it enough to keep watching, um, but yeah, not overly impressed so far. Hundred percent. I'm 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 gonna keep watching, but like uh, I might miss a week and go. Oh yeah, I watch I watch back to back episode. Like it's not like oh Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. I'm running to see. You know, I I'll exactly. I watch it. So that's a good thing that we have something else to watch for next week. Then isn't it, Gomez? Yeah, I mean, I guess it is because we can't rely on Ahsoka. I don't, I don't think we could do weekly Ahsoka. It's Agreed. gonna be a lot of it's okay, you know. I don't know. 
It's going to be a lot of that. So I think we're going to have to maybe watch a movie or something. What do you think? I think that's a good idea. What you got in store for us? So, you know, we've been all over the place this year, watching this, watching that. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe we might have missed some stuff that has come out early in the year, you know. Very possible. So I was thinking maybe we do like a a 2023 catch-up. We, we try to catch up I on like some it. of the stuff we might have missed, right? As opposed to trying to cram it in all at the end of the year. Let's catch up now while yes, things kind of exactly. slow. Especially, yeah, like we, we got some time to watch some stuff here. All right, six weeks of horrors, a couple weeks away. So let's let's catch up before we get pushed back. Because, yeah, at the end of the year, we're going to have so much shit to watch. We're not going to be able to fit everything in. So, yes, this is perfect, I feel. So Joe. how do we decide such a thing, Gomez? Well, I mean, you know, we could just pick something, but that's, okay. that's not fun. So I figured we take a bunch of movies we might want to watch. Uh-huh. Throw him on a wheel. What you do you son think? of a bitch? What do you think? Huh? What do you think there? You Doesn't that sound fun? Off. Yeah, the best. It's no fun if I go, hey, let's watch this. Come on. What fun is that? Ugh. Let's spin a wheel and see. Maybe we'll land on the one thing we don't want to watch. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so we got like like five weeks before six weeks of horror, so. There's a couple things here on this wheel. Uh, let's see what it lands on, Joe. I don't know. Yeah, let's. I forget what I even put on here. Let's find out. Let's spin the wheel. Oh, oh look at it. this! Is a good first one to start us off here. Look at this. We're gonna check out Joe. Dungeons and Dragons. I think it's called yeah. Honor Among Thieves, right? Yes. Yes, I believe this is on uh, Paramount Plus. Let me double check. It's a, oh, it's on Amazon Prime now. Look at this. So Paramount Plus, MGM Plus. I don't even know what the fuck that what is. What the fuck is that? That's the thing. And Amazon Prime. So you can watch it for free on one of those services. I hear great things about this. I hear Chris Pine is fantastic, and it's a lot of fun. That's what I hear. Well, I think this is a good movie to start with. Uh was one of the the bigger geekier releases of the year uh that we passed on at the time had some action figures come out around that time as well that we both passed on at the time really they had toys i didn't know i didn't know they had toys they had a bunch of toys um had a lot of uh quality control issues let's oh really wow they were falling apart once they got out of the box jesus christ that's crazy Um, but yeah, I think this is a good movie to start with. I've never been like a Dungeons and Dragons guy. It was always something other people did that I knew about, but I've never involved myself in any kind yeah. of play or campaign or anything like that. Never. I've never gone that deep. Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons. Like never, never got into that that side of the uh, the fandom there. But uh, probably the majority of my knowledge about Dungeons and Dragons comes from watching the episode of community where they play it and going wait a minute is that is that really how you play dungeons and dragons watching stranger things right that's like yeah oh yeah it sounds awesome right you make up a story and you're rolling dice it it sounds like fun i mean you know maybe we'll play dungeons and dragons one day joe that'll be an episode one week 
We'll do our we'll do our own campaign, and people can follow along. Oh, if you roll a ten, you get to advance. Whatever bullshit. We'll bring out some of our celebrity friends. <laughs> Can't wait. I love it. All right, Dungeon Dragons. You imagine for me, this? Can you imagine me getting Hornswoggle on here to play Dungeons and Dragons? He probably loves it. Like, I've been waiting for someone to ask me. <laughs> Either that, or he fucking send anthrax to my house. <laughs> Oh man! All right, so I'm excited, Joe. I think it's a good way to start this off. Who knows what else we'll land on that we won't like? I'm sure. So I think we're gonna like this one. It's good. It's good. Well, I'll, I'll go in with an open mind. <laughs> it's got Chris Pine. We love Chris Pine. We do like He's Chris the Pine. Best Chris. He Come did on. one. He did do that one good Star Trek movie. No, the third one's good too. Number two is hot garbage. The third one is good too. I don't know if you've seen that. What one. was the third one? Something beyond Star Trek Beyond, some shit like that. Is that the one with like the zebra lady? I think so. Because part part two is the one where Khan comes back as Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch. And then, and then like they, they go like to a planet black and white colors. Woman. I think so. I think that yeah. sounds yeah, familiar. I think that one, yeah. I it's been it a while. Fun. But I the first one I thought was great. First one I thought was great. Yeah. Hundred percent, I did. I really enjoyed it. So mm, let's see. Let's see if Chris can do it again. I'll tell you what he wasn't good in: Wonder Woman. The first one is good. Number two, what you, you didn't like him in the first one. I, you you know me. I'm very on board with the first Wonder Woman is ungodly overrated. But I think he's one of the good parts of it, at least. I you mean, he, he's not the problem with the movie. But okay, thank you. I'll take that. That's that's all right. As long as you say he ain't the problem, okay, that's good enough for me. I just don't okay. want it to turn on him because he he so deserves better. Dungeons know. and Dragons is for next week, but Gomez, we got to finish up this week. Oh, let's spin another wheel, baby! It's now time for the big finish. Our favorite wheel. Mm, let's this see. wheel is not bad. It's it's interesting. It gives us some good stuff here. Let's see how it's gonna ruin our week this time. <laughs> Since we're talking good about it. Yeah. Mm, let's see. Round and round we go. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, this is a good one. All right, Joe. Ooh. Today's big finish. It's sitcoms. We're going to talk about some of our favorite sitcoms. It's going to be hard because there's so many of them, and we love some sitcoms. So, whew. here we go. It's, it is hard because you got to take into account your generation, your age, you know, how much did it mean to you? Like, Friends was really big for me for yeah. a long time, but that wouldn't be on my now but like i used to stop what i was doing to watch friends on a thursday night you know what i mean yeah of course um oh this is really tough hmm hmm so like are we gonna are we counting like uh like the new format like the office is a sitcom it's a different yeah. type of sitcom are we gonna that count that that All right, okay so, so i like mean that. for me i'm gonna go Married with children. Married with children. Can't go wrong with that. 
ungodly popular with me as a kid into my teens into my 20s even now in my 40s i still go back and will watch it on hulu at its on um it's just one of those things and i remember at the time saying like oh married with children you know whatever is bad but like you can't do a show like all in the family nowadays and now you watch married with children like nowadays and like you're like fuck man you would never get away with some of the shit they were no, doing no shot. just the way al talks to peggy or about Peggy. Yes. like jesus christ bro and five minutes you'd be like that won't happen that won't happen that won't happen yeah. like you just go and down. that lasted on primetime television for 10 seasons it was the star of the prime time it was yeah. built around that <laughs> uh i'll go cheers i love me some cheers the best you know it, what's funny and cheers was a massive show for a very long time i've seen episodes but i've never actually watched cheers you know there, there's a difference between just seeing a couple episodes and actually watching it i've never watched cheers and i've had it on my list to like go back and watch from the beginning sometime and, you know see what all the hullabaloo was about and it's just because it's Damn, so many episodes, 200 it, episodes and shit. Like it's, it's like such a, a big investment that it's Always. like, oh, it's, every time I like hover over it, I'm like, you really want to do this? Mm. But oh, yes, yeah, not something I, I've ever watched. Um, I guess next up for me, I'm going to say Parks and Rec. I love Parks and Rec. The best, the best. Uh, season one is not great. Uh, probably by the middle of season two where they really find themselves, but it's one of my most rewatched shows i can always go back and rewatch parks and rec and just pick a random episode from you know one of the seasons put it on and just be happy mm, then i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with arrested development we don't talk about the netflix ones that doesn't exist those first three seasons on fox were perfection doesn't get better than that bro it is stupendous and you said Arrested Development. That was going to be my number three. It's so uh, good. It's on Netflix. They still have the rights for, a, I guess, a little bit longer. But like Gomez was saying, those first three seasons that aired on Fox were outstanding. And yes. once again, it's one of the shows I go back and rewatch all the time. It's just, I don't watch the Netflix seasons. Those suck. We all admit those suck. But the Fox seasons are stupendous. It's the best. Some of the best comedy. My goodness. Love it. Um, are we going to count The Simpsons? Do The Simpsons count? I would think so. Then I got I to gotta put The Simpsons number three then. I mean, that's probably number one, really. It's the best. I, My God. Our point, lives. Here's the <laughs> thing with The Simpsons, right? Our entire lives have basically yeah. been in The Simpsons era. I, th- I believe my eighth birthday party was a Simpsons party. <laughs> Love it. Love um, it. So they've been around forever, but they've been. Has anyone watched them in the last, I don't know, two decades? I'll watch an episode here or there, but no. I haven't really. watched a new episode of The Simpsons in probably since they did like the 20th anniversary special. It's got to do good enough that they keep renewing it, right? They keep renewing it, right? It's not a cheap show to to produce. You know what's going to suck? And, you know, this is following up on one of our themes from earlier. 
Uh, we've already started to lose people who are involved in The Simpsons, right? We, we lost the woman who did the voice of Miss Krabappel. At what point, you know, these actors aren't getting any younger. No, yeah, no. So man. at some point when, when Julie Kavner or Dan Castellaneta, like if, you know, knock on wood, uh, but if something ever does happen to them, like when do we pull the plug then or do – do you get a replacement? Like I, what do you do? That's what people complain on. about. Just like you keep renewing, but I mean, these guys ain't getting all younger. And you know, at some point, you know, you, you gotta stop while you can, because yeah, it's gonna happen. They're renewed three more years, and what they're gonna try to find a Homer replacement? Get the fuck out of here! I cannot imagine. Oh my god! Uh, thank you guys for listening to the Car Jomez podcast. Remember to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Drop your top three sitcoms down below in the comments. Leave a five-star review wherever it is that you're listening. Follow us on all the social media at Car Jomez. You can follow all my stuff at The Joe Shoes, Instagram, X, Threads. We're all having so much fun on Threads. Unfortunately, you can't get my major bendy figure because that is sold out. <laughs> Baby. But Love you can it. get a Captain Shoes t-shirt Ooh. over at Pro Wrestling Tees. Dot com slash Joe Shoes and also subscribe to my YouTube, youtube.com slash Joe Shoes. Mm, the Gomez 154 Instagram X and Blue Sky. I'm trying to I'm trying to use it. I'm whatever it's called. I'm blue sky in it. I don't know what it's called, but I'm, I'm putting things out there. I'm trying. I'm trying to use it. Trying to remember I have it. <laughs> and we'll be back next week. We are watching Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, what is it? Honor Among Thieves. Honor Among Thieves on Paramount, Amazon Prime, plenty of places for you guys to watch it for free. So check that out. Watch it along with us. Come back next week. But Gomez, until then, let's make like Tom Cruise. Peace.